Welcome back to your next stop. I'm the host, Juliet Hahn. I say it every single time, but I am excited for you guys to join in on this conversation about someone that has followed a passion and turned it into a business. My guest this episode is Lori Hybe. She is the founder of Keystone Click, which is a digital marketing firm. She also has two podcasts, Social Capital and a broadcast for manufacturers. Lori is an avid ice hockey player. And what I love so much about this story is the amount of pivots and turns she had to take. But she started her business, Keystone Click, when she was getting her master's. So she started them at the same time. You guys do not want to miss this. You can find Lori on all the socials at Keystone Click or at her name, Lori, L-O-R-I-H-I-G-H-B-Y. She hangs out the most on LinkedIn. You can also find her podcast on all podcast players. And you can find them on the web at Lori Hygby, L-O-R-I-H-I-B-Y.com or KeystoneClick.com. Another episode you guys don't want to miss. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with picked cherries. What I love about picked cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a picked cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Hello, guys. Welcome back to your next stop. You know, I say it every single time, but again, it is such a passion of mine to be able to share stories of others. So welcome, Lori Hygbee. Hygbee. Lori Hygbee. Hygbee. I love <laughs> Lori Hygbee of Keystone Click. She is the CEO and founder. I can't wait till we dive into this because you've been podcasting for years. You've been it's public speaking on this um, topic. So I would love to dive in and figure out how you, you know, how you got there. Like, what is your history? Like, did you go to university where you grew up? If you can kind of share that a little bit with us, that would be awesome. Yeah, man. My background is kind of a roller coaster, as I'd say most entrepreneurs are. Um, yeah, I went to, uh, I actually started going to school for commercial art, um, which is probably more recognized as graphic design today. And I went to a two-year tech school. And then um, right before graduating, like probably the semester before, I decided uh, I really liked marketing um, after taking a sociology class. I was really fascinated how messaging, visuals, and um, everything that entail, you know, is involved in marketing um, has such an impact on people's decision-making. So um, as a creative at heart, um, you can still be creative in marketing. You didn't have to just be the one designing things. So switched my major and then decided to go to a four-year school. Um, and I got my bachelor's in marketing and then decided to pursue my master's degree because I decided I loved learning. Um, so just keep that going, right? Um, yep. So yeah, and it, simultaneously, I highly do not recommend this, but I started my business at the same time I started going for my master's. So so don't wow. do that because um, that's extremely stressful. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, so I need to pause you there for a second. So what was it? I mean, I, I feel and anyone that listens to my podcast, they know that I really believe everyone has a mm -hmm. path, right? And sometimes you find that path, other times you don't, but it's really these opportunities that come about. So was it a conscious effort that you were like, oh, I'm starting this? Or was it kind of just like there in front of you that you really didn't have a choice? You were, you were already, you know, 
enrolled in your master's and then the business idea came. Can you take us through a little sure. bit of that? Cause yeah. I want to, so I, love that. I, I was actually a very non-traditional student. I was working full time while going to school full time. Um, and I'm working in, uh, I started out a web development company and then I went to more of a traditional marketing agency. Um, and it was 2008 as I, right at the point where I was kind of, um, looking to, to make a switch. I wasn't super happy at the organization I was at. Um, also start a you know, recession, which, you know, some people say it's a great time to start a new business. Some people think you're crazy for doing it at that time. Um, but I, I was struggling to find my next position. Um, and I knew that I had some demand already just from my, my skill set and expertise. So I just said, um, I'm going to, I'm going to do this on my own. So, you know, I created the opportunity for myself and, I would say, you know, reflecting back, I was probably a little young and naive, but at the same time, I had a lot of big learning lessons that, you know, brought me to where I am today. I love that. I love that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, because sometimes we can't help where our path is, you know, brings mm-hmm. us. And so I love that it kind of was just like, you know, this is what's happening for you. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So you started it at the same time. Take us through that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I built out my my business plan, wrote it out in, in, in a perfect world. Everyone thinks their business plan is going to just run smoothly. But the reality is that while I was going to school at the same time and the homework, um, kind of took priority at times over implementing some of the things that I had in my business. But also because I was going to school learning about business, I decided to make some changes and adjustments, you know, to the plan that I was implementing. Um, And at the end of the day, the plan was there just kind of as a loose roadmap. And I just kind of ended up doing what I felt was, was important. So I started the business as strictly a website design and development company which was great and got some really fantastic work and opportunities from the get-go. But talking about the pivot, which is kind of, I don't know if that word's even allowed anymore. Sorry. (laughs) No, I, okay. So I love that you said pivot. I actually, one of my live shows is about pivot. Uh It's my NFL segment. And because when we, and this is actually very interesting that you said this, someone was what they were like, it's transitioning out of the league. Mm-hmm. And I said, right now, the word transition means so sure. many things that I think that could be confusing. I love the word pivot. I okay. love the word pivot. I think that we all pivot in life Absolutely. and it's, it's actually, and, and every day sometimes sure. we're pivoting. So please take us through your pivot. <laughs> well, within the business, I mean, it, I, I reflect back and, you know, we position ourselves as a strategic digital marketing agency, which is completely different than website design and development firm. And we still offer those services, but uh, people were coming to me saying, you know, what should I be on Facebook and and how should I do that? Or how do I get on top of Google? And what if I want to send emails to everyone that's buying from us? And I would just tell them what to do because I knew it from my past experiences. Um, and, And then they would say, well, can you do it for me? And that's where the light bulb went on. Like, oh, wow, I've got a huge opportunity here that I'm not even even trying to go after or pursue. Um, so just it kind of restructured the whole business, the whole business model. Um, and it actually had a really big impact on on the business. Um, and it aligned more with me, which I which is interesting. You know, and this is probably the first time I'm actually reflecting this because my expertise was not building websites. I, I worked in in that space for a long time so I could speak about it and I would I was able to help other people um, get their websites out there. But 
I'm a big fan of, you know, the whole digital ecosystem and, and your messaging and showing up on the search engines and putting connecting all the dots in that space. So so it would only make sense that that's what I end up offering instead of just picking one specific lane and focusing on that, which, you know, some people say to do that, too. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's one of those things. There's really never a right or wrong way. It really is, is what's best for you as an individual and what you can offer others. So I love that you just like reflected on that. That's like so fun for me <laughs> when I have the podcast, when I ask questions, sometimes people are like, wait, I've never actually sure. taken that and thought about it in that yeah. way. And it's, um, it, that's why I love podcasting. I mean, that's why I love storytelling oh, sure. because a lot of times that's when we really are like, you know, I didn't think about that. And you know, everyone that knows my story so I'm dyslexic. So school was really mm -hmm. hard for me. And I, there's a very pivotal moment in my life, like third, fourth grade, where the entire class, except me and another boy went to, they went to gifted and talented and I went to special mm -hmm. reading. And in there, I, they told like my, or one of the um, kids were like, oh, we're doing all this creative stuff. So in my head, instead of being like, I'm struggling with reading, it was, I'm not creative. Yeah. And so that actually throughout my life, I was, I was like, oh no, I'm not creative because I was really good in sports. So like I went to college, I played mm -hmm. two sports, but that's where I really excelled. So in my head, it was like, just stick with what you're good at and I'm not creative. And it's so funny as I grew and, you know, um, I, I talk about this very often. I really honed my storytelling skills in with my kids. So when my kids were little, when I stayed home with them, I used to tell them these elaborate stories and people would stop and be like, oh, where did you hear that story? That's amazing. And I'm like, oh, I just made it up. Still not thinking I was sure. creative. <laughs> and so it's, you know, and then all of a sudden what I've created now, I like laugh at myself. I'm like, that's so interesting. But it was that time as a little third and fourth grade person, I didn't think, oh, I was struggling in reading. I thought I didn't get to go because I'm not creative. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. That inner dialogue that we have with ourselves that really kind of either fuels us or, or fizzles, um, you know, the energy to some extent, like suppresses it. So, um, but our outside forces have so much influence on what goes on inside our head. And I, I'm not in any capacity intelligent enough to like have the knowledge to speak about all the behind the scenes of how that works. I just know that I've been investing a lot of time and energy in me in the last couple of years to really kind of understand my own inner thinking to ultimately have a better outcome uh, for myself um, at the end of the day and feel really good about what it is that I do. In my industry, um, in marketing, it's very much like you're a generalist or you're a specialist. And a lot of people lean into being the specialist because you cannot, you could be extremely profitable and lucrative in, in becoming a specialist. My perspective of that is the specialist window is only open for so long until the next big thing shows up. So I prefer to actually be a generalist and be able to speak across a lot of different topics and focus on the strategy, because at the end of the day, the core principles of strategy align with, I mean, they cover all, whatever the new greatest tactic shiny object is to some extent. So being a generalist does spread you wide versus, you know, being narrow, but I, I like that. I'm always up for the new challenge, the new thing. You know, if anything, I have to put the brake. Someone else has to put the brakes on me and say, you're doing too many things right now. <laughs> right, right. So, and I love how you said that because it's so true. And again, it's a very, like a very individualized thing that it's, 
you know, some people can be broader, right? Some people are like, it, it's how they hone in on the one thing. And that is how brains are made. So there was a period of time in my coaching that I was trained about like what each person's brain. So I had a team and it was like, okay, you have this kind of brain, brain you have this mm-hmm. kind of brain. And so I have a direction changing brain. So I can do a lot sure. of different things and I can change direction in a heartbeat. I don't get stuck yep. on that. Where the person that thinks, you know, is the bottom line or they just want to get to the bottom line or the person that's left mm-hmm. to right. And so it's really cool to see some of those people. And then there is actually a brain called a specialist. And so they love to learn one thing and really focus and dig, dig deep into it, you know, and a lot of attorneys, um, certain, you know, there's certain industries that have more of a certain brain, but the whole thinking behind it, it came from NASA. So it was like, who do we have in the space, you know, the spaceship? Like we don't want all the same brain because if something were to happen, you need all those different brains. So that stuff fascinates me like, you know, and and I don't know enough about it, but I love talking about it. And it's really interesting when you see other people's brains. And since I kind of was trained on it, I can, when I interview people, I can kind of see where like, oh, I think they're that brain. I'm not a hundred percent, but you know, cause you have to take this whole test thing. Um, so I love that you said that because obviously that is your specialty is that you can do multiple things because you know, it's such a changing sure. world in what you're, in what well, you're doing. I'm just passionate about learning in the end, in, you know, that I've, I've learned this about myself. One of my core principles is education. So I just want to educate myself, but I want to give back to my people, the community, you know, and just as much as possible, educate others on um, how many different cool, amazing things are there and how to help them be a better person, how to help their business be better, you know, how to help them have a new perspective because, you know, they may be you know, walking down the street with blinders on and not realizing that there's, you know, beautiful flowers to the right of them, whatever it is. But it's the more I learn, the more unique experiences I have, I feel like the the greater wealth I have internally to be able to give to yeah. And I love that. So I do have to ask, were either of your parents entrepreneurs or was like a grandfather or someone in your past that you saw kind of start their own yeah, thing? My my grandfather had a number of businesses, but I was not old enough to really kind of see them in action. I heard about them, you know, through the grapevine. Both of my parents kind of started different uh, initiatives uh, on and off throughout their uh, career um, so it was always in our household to some extent. Someone had a business. Um, and so it was just kind of embedded in me. Um, first and foremost, I'm the oldest. Neither of my parents went to college. So it, it was just day one, you're going to college. I didn't even know right. why or what for. I was just like every single day I was, you know, bred that. Um, which I know there's a totally different philosophy on that nowadays too. But, um, right. and I just very much had the passion of, I can, I can, I want to do it my way or I can do it better than the way someone else is doing it. So I think that kind of goes back to a little bit of my ignorance and I was as young as I was when I started the company. Um, but I, what I've done and I am going to pat myself on the back for this, um, even though it was many years of, of learning, um, really leaned into the statement of, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So I surrounded myself with people that are doing what I'm doing, but have been doing it for 15 years longer than I have and are 10 times more successful than I have and really uh, built amazing rapport with these individuals and have learned a ton from them. And I continue to learn from them. 
Um, and that's helped me get to where I am today. And, and I'm doing my best to pay it forward as well. Well, and I love that because that's the other thing is we always hear that and, you know, you'll have people in different spaces. And I think this is like the small mindset versus the mm -hmm. growth mindset, but you'll, you'll have people like, well, I didn't start it. Cause there's so many people out there and the, you know, that market is diluted. And I always say to them, there's so many people in this yeah. world, right? I mean, so many people and not everyone's going to connect with everyone, but the people that are supposed to connect with you are going to connect with you. So you're going to bring something different. Even if someone has the same sort of business, you're bringing it to the world from your standpoint, not from their standpoint. So that's why it's so important to be you and to approach things the way you do it, because you're going to attract those people that need you at that 100%. moment. I mean, that's, there's a gazillion people that do what I do and all different levels of expertise, knowledge, and and some of them have a very specific lane, like we were talking about, you know, some people only build websites for chiropractors, you know, and that's it. And others build right. websites for everyone. I mean, we've got our box that we, we say we don't work in this space and we, but we do really, really good work in this space. Um, and some of that just unfolds over time. You know, when I, when I opened my doors, I said yes to anyone and everyone that was willing to give me some sort of money. Um, but then you just kind of learn over time. Well, you know, it was nice to have that money up front, but at the end of the day, I, it was not profitable. I didn't, I spent way too much time on this and it wasn't fun. So, you know, just learn that that's, that's not our lane. And then you just kind of slowly learn the spaces that you are really good at or, something you have passion around. I mean, I think we got connected because of the sports space. Um, I, I'm super duper passionate about hockey. Anyone that knows me knows that I can talk about this for hours. I play, I act like I know what I'm doing, but <laughs> this is an area if I wanted to be, you know, super focused on, sure, I would be great at it. But as a generalist, <laughs> I'll just keep waving that flag. <laughs> I got too many other things going on to go all in in that. Um, but I love sports in general. So yeah, I want to do some work in that space. I'm fascinated by manufacturing because that's where my dad grew up. And that's, I, you know, it's so cool to see how things are made and and help those people tell their story because I don't think they do a good job of of showing the awesome things they do to make our, our world function on a day to day basis. Um, and then education is, as I've talked about already, I'm super passionate about education. So those are kind of the three buckets that that we pursue and like to do business in. And it aligns with me personally. How many other agencies can say they do those exact three industries? Right. right. So go for it. <laughs> well, and that's what's so cool about. I mean, that's what's so cool about when you find your path, when you find the lane, you know, as you know, as I, I I've said a million times, you know, whether it's God or the universe or you believe in both, you know, something, when you find that path that you're really meant to, it's so cool to watch the flow happen. And you know, you have the flow times, you're going to have the times where you hit the wall and then you have to figure out, okay, do I make a left or make a right? But um that flow is something that is, and I don't know that everyone finds mm -hmm. it, right? I don't think everyone finds that in life, but I know when you find that flow, and I talked about this many times, when I was, when I speak on stage or when I was at the live event at the Super Bowl, I didn't have any nerve, like it was no nervous nerves. It was exciting yeah. nerves. And I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know who I was going to meet. I was like, I hope I don't make anyone's mistake. Like, especially if it's like a famous football player and I don't know yep. their name because I'm terrible with names. <laughs> um, I'm great with faces, but I'm terrible mm -hmm. with names. 
And so, but I didn't have any, I was like, it's going to work out. I am where I'm meant to be and I'm going to watch this unfold. And I just remember, I don't think I ate. I, you know, I was drinking the whole day. I hardly peed. And I was like, this is like, this is crazy. Like there's so many things that could have went wrong and they did not, but it was because I was in the flow at that moment. Yeah. I love that. One of the things you you commented on was like going left or right. And I think a lot of people get stuck there and and they overthink mm-hmm. and overanalyze. And the reality is if you go right and you're 20% down that path and you go, you know, I should have gone left, then just stop and go left. It's okay. At yes. least you're making progress and you learn something, which will help you make a better decision next time you're in a similar situation. No, so true. And that's, so I want to ask you a question on that. Do you think watching your parents start things like that you got that resiliency? Because there's so many people that I run into that are are fearful. They like, they don't know. They're either nervous of failing. They're nervous of like, they're not going to make right decision. And I always bring it back to my dyslexia. I mean, I failed in school. Like, I mean, a billion times I was always told when I spoke, you know, my listeners know this. When I spoke, my teachers would be like, yes, I'm so excited. I would do a paper or a test and they would tell me I wasn't trying, but it was just because it's the way I learned. I didn't learn off of the paper. So the amount of times I failed as a kid, I don't even think of it. I will try anything, start anything if it feels right to me. And I don't think, oh, what if I fail? I don't think that ever goes through my mind. I expect I'm going to make mistakes. And you know, there's times where I'm like, I hope that that mistake is not going to be such a big one. That's going to be too exhausting, but I know it's going to happen because that's how we learn. Absolutely. I mean, I think they're, uh, I'm sure my, my parents were a part of that, but also, I mean, there's so many different influences in my life and experiences that uh, come down to that. One thing that just kind of came into my head when I um, had a a hockey coach at one point, he used to always preach to go fix your mistakes, you know? So like if you, if someone stole the puck from you, like go fix it, go get it back from them. So that just kind of lives inside my head. So it's not like, well, I'm not going to go cry because someone stole the puck from me. It's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to correct the mistake that I made. That I think that just is in everything in life is when they're, whenever you took the wrong path, you hired the wrong person, you brought on the wrong client, just fix it. You know, don't beat yourself up. Don't, don't give up. It's, you can correct it. And that's what life is all about. You're going to make mistakes. No one's ever had a perfect business from start to finish. I can promise you that. Um, yeah. As long as you learn from those mistakes, you're setting yourself up for greater success down the road and you just have to be patient. It's going to take time Um, But as long as you do take that time to reflect and say, okay, next time this happens, what am I going to do differently? Exactly. And so now I want to kind of take, take a little pivot. When did you start the podcast and, you know, some of the other ventures that you're in with the, with yeah, the business? So, um, I, I actually have two podcasts now, but the first one I started in 2017, um, it's called social capital. And I yep. interview professionals globally on the topic of networking. I mean, it, it's a it's a component of, of marketing. You know, marketing is getting in front of people and people. It's all about building relationships. Business is about building relationships. So I interview interesting people that I connect with um, in the business space and I, I let them tell their story a little bit. And then I ask everyone some questions around how to be good networkers. And it's fun and fascinating. I and love is, that. Yeah. So social capital podcast, uh, you can find it at lauriehivey.com or, you know, it's found on all the major social or um, some social media, but 
uh, all the podcast listening platforms. Um, and the second podcast I just started is called a broadcast for manufacturers. So, you know, early on, I, I mentioned that that's one of the lanes that we we focus is we pursue manufacturing. And um, I've aligned myself with two other women and we refer to ourselves as broads on this show. And we talk about manufacturing and specifically in the digital space. So um, I would say, you know, these ladies are um, partial competition, competitors, collaborators, partners. Um, so we're working together to elevate the digital ecosystem um, around manufacturing um, so that we can all all win. So it's super fun. We're only, I want to say, eight episodes deep. Um and it's fun to kind of start in a new one, yeah, even sure. though I've been doing, I think, my, you know, the first Social Capital is at like 370 something episodes right now. Yeah, so, so what year did you start that? So I started that in 2017. That's right. That's, that's right. I read that, but then I just wanted to make sure before I yeah, said it. So, yeah. that, so you started in 2017, which is, you know, that is a little bit before the time of uh -huh. podcasts. So I love that yep. you did that. Now, was that more of to kind of go with your business or do you feel like that was a calling that was just kind of like something that you're interested in? So, um, I'll say that as, as a marketing business owner, um, leader, uh, one thing that I really identified I needed was a channel for thought leadership. So it, it was definitely more a business decision. The calling came because, you know, I did some video and, Video is so much easier today than it was yeah. um, in 2017. And even then, it's just a little bit more stressful, like, oh, how do I look and, you know, lighting and sound. But I think COVID just people don't care anymore about that <laughs> as much as they used to. Um, I like to write and blogging. I just struggled with the consistency of doing it. Um, and, you know, writing requires a lot of thought, which, you know, that's that's the channel. The purpose is for thought leadership. But what I loved about podcasting is that it was a great place to just have a genuine, authentic conversation. And that just came natural. I, I like I like meeting new people. I like asking interesting questions and and just being real in the moment as opposed to trying to be overly scripted. So that's the the medium, I guess, that just connected and resonated with me the easiest. And and clearly you've done a great job. I mean, 300, you know, there's so many people out there that don't, you know, we talk about the pod fade that, you know, get to eight episodes and then they don't go anywhere. So the fact that you started another one, I, I, I love that. And what's really great is that you're in this space. You've been doing this for a long time. So people can go and listen to what you're doing because you've already kind of been there. And it's like, Hey, let me help navigate these waters a little bit because of my experience, because of where I am. And so I, I think that's fascinating. And where do you see, like, do you see something? Cause I think as, you know, as things grow, do you see your company Keystone click going somewhere else? Like, do you see something like, you know, is there anything on the horizon that you're like, we're definitely going to jump into that space? Or you're like, no, we're pretty steady. Like, this is what we got. Yeah, uh, that's a fun question. I've been noodling that one in my head <laughs> for a little bit. I, I feel really good about where we're positioned right now. But something I'm just going to dangle the carrot and then I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. But there's some massive changes that are not only happening in the marketing space, but just overall in technology that is having major impacts on how people function. And a lot of us as consumers are engaged in it without even realizing it. 
So I've been doing some self-study education, you know, my little, I got to learn everything. Yeah, I love that. But this, this one topic um, has really pulled me in to the extent that I've found like the thought leader on the topic. And I've had some conversations with him. I'm going to get him on my podcast. I'm going to do some co-hosted webinars with him. It's artificial intelligence. Yes. And how it die, ties into marketing and how it's going to change the world of marketing. I mean, this is something that's so fascinating to me. And I think people are scared by it. I mean, you, we all have a right to be scared by right. it because of how how much we don't know. But there's a lot to be gained by this around efficiencies. Um, but we, we just have to, I think, be open to learning together about how it how it is so i don't know if this is the path that i'm gonna uh, move keystone click down or not because i need to do some of my own you know continued education on it personally i'm definitely leaning into the the topic um and if it if it resonates and i feel comfortable and i've got some people ask me questions about it then then it makes sense to to pursue that i mean what i love about and you've said it so many times and i think this is what the listeners will get out of this too is your love for for learning and so i love that you said that it kind of just been coming out and that's what i always say to the listeners like if there's something that keeps kind of coming to your forefront or every time you're out and you hear someone talking about it and you get a little excited that's where you need to go explore that's where you need mm -hmm. to go explore and find out why is this giving me that feeling why is this making me a little excited and you're doing that brilliantly i mean that's like what's so what i love about you i mean it's you know the whole ice hockey the you know the starting your agency when you were you know going to school and then starting yeah. a podcast you know 300 plus episodes and then starting another one it just shows that you love what you do and you're out there to help so i just have to say thank you so much for joining Aww. your next stop and everyone has to follow what you're doing next because you're obviously in the forefront of this industry because of your love for learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. This was great. Oh, so much fun being on your show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. You know, again, thank you. And and I can't wait to have you back once, you know, this little part also comes because it's always fun to hear. Okay. We heard this little snippet here on your next stop, but then like what happens later. So sure. definitely stay tuned for that guys. You know what to do, like rate review. But what, what do I say? Every episode, you might be listening to this thinking, Oh, that's interesting. But someone in your life needs to hear this. Someone in your life needs to get the fire underneath them. Someone needs to be inspired. So by you sharing this episode with three or four of your friends or family, it's just going to get Lori's story out more, which is a passionate story. It's a person that followed a passion and turned it into a business and she continues to do it every day. And we all deserve to live the best life that we can. And by pursuing our passions, by living the life we're meant to is what's going to do it. So again, thank you so much, Lori. Thank you. This is great. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week. 